bowels of One Half Radio Plaza at Life Media Studios. Hello, folks. Welcome back to Real Country Radio. We don't play nothing but real country music. Coming up now, we're going to start off the set with... In the morning. Everybody's doing it. Pull you up a chair and listen to this. Hey, you shot my cow. It's the second week of deer camp. I got a swollen head. I'm lying with the dust balls underneath my bed. And icy breezes blowing in through the tongue and groove. My pants are frozen to the floor and I'm too sick to move. I didn't drink too many, only 30 cans of beer. It must have been that last shot that put me under here. It's the second week of deer camp and all the guys are here. We drink, play cards and shoot the bull but never shoot no deer. The only time we leave the camp is when we go for beer. The second week of deer camp is the greatest time of year. I remember playing poker, that weasel must have won. He's wearing mine with swampers and sleeping with my gun. He's snoring like a chainsaw, the camp smells like a dump. Someone's dirty underwear is hanging on the pump. Buckles in the wood box, cleaners passed out on the stove. His flannel shirt is smoking, I wonder if he knows. It's the second week of deer camp, and all the guys are here. We drink, play cards, and shoot the bull, but never shoot no deer. The only time we leave the camp is when we go for beer. The second week of deer camp is the greatest time of year. Beetle's crawling through the door, I think he got frostbite. He passed out in the outhouse, and he'd been there since last night. Goofa stumbles through the door, he says he got a buck. He was coming from the wayside, and he killed it with his truck. And Musty cracks a beer and says, it's time to celebrate. Goofus got the first buck since 1968. It's the second week of deer camp, and all the guys are here. We drink, play cards, and shoot the bull, but never shoot no deer. The only time we leave the camp is when we go for beer. The second week of deer camp is the greatest time of year. It's the second week of deer camp, and all the guys are here. We drink, play cards, and shoot the bull, but never shoot no deer. The only time we leave the camp is when we go. Let me tell you that. And you know, it's, it's not it's not so much the heat as it is the gosh darn humidity. And it, you know that, you know, when you sit there in the bed and you, you're just sweaty, you know, and you just, you go to reach for the water on the nightstand and you slide right out of bed and the wife says, Stop making so much noise, you're waking me up, go to sleep. Well, let me tell you, yeah. times like that make me think about moving up north, you know. Good idea. Yeah, I'd do it too. Of course, then I couldn't watch the Packers, you know. The Packers are... Gosh, I like the Packers. I'd do anything for the Packers. Who can forget Vince Lombardi, you know? Back in the glory years. Not me, boy. 
Well, anyhow, it's getting to be that time of year. Yeah. Yeah, my dear hunter, how do you do? I got the deer hunting rapping tail for you. I'm so excited, it's my favorite time of year. I love to feed my buns, chasing trophy deer. But don't clap your hands to the stomping of the feet, cause yeah, he's like me. He can't, he can't keep a steady beat, no. Come on, I guess hit with the beat, I got a great big knife, cause the hunting is my life. It's my chance to drink beer and get, get away, away from, from the, the wife. wife. It's a boy's night out, acting stupidly. Say no, baby, baby, yeah, don't you think maybe how about you and me, yeah? Well, he partied all night, never made it to our bunks, and I was sitting in the tree stand on a tree day drunk. Wind was blowing 45, temp 30 below. I was freezing to death, then it started to snow. So I got down from the tree stand, start heading for the truck, and that's when I seen it there. The 30 point buck. 30 point buck! 30 point buck. 30 point buck. 8 foot tall, weighed 12,000 pounds, with every step there was a shell, just shaking on the ground. He was so rutherful, so beautiful, strutted right out of my dreams, he was created by God, just for outdoor magazines. Now I'm not much for thinking, no I don't do it often, but I had an idea. Yeah, what was that? <laughs> to put that dirty pointer right in his coffin, yeah. Point I couldn't get to my grenades. Yeah, right. The howitzer was in the shop. My stomach was tied into a monkey knot. Yeah, my only hope was Betty Lou. She was the one. A combination AK-57 Uzi radar laser triple barrel double scoped heat seeking shotgun. <laughs> The women clapping in the back there, I gotta make that. Well, you would come in for me, getting bigger and bigger, but my fingers were so frozen I could not pull the trigger. I kicked off my boots, fired with my big toe. I was dirty, Harry, John Wayne, and G.I. Joe. Yeah, that 30-point buck was only 10 feet away, y'all. Yeah. Still, I couldn't seem to hit him, and he wouldn't run away. And, and after 20 minutes, when the smoke cleared, there were hunters on the ground in the world's biggest deer. standing tall and proud. He looked at me and yawned, and then a flash of white. And there he was, gone. <laughs> oh, it's all right, Clyde. Yeah, don't don't, don't worry about it. Well, seven men got up, and then one fell down. A big lump of blaze orange shaking on the ground. At first I thought he was one of the boys, but it was a no-brother good-in-law man from Illinois. Send him back on the next plane, you know. Did you see the turdy pointer? 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 As we jumped into the truck, then I'm gonna get that turdy point buck. I'm gonna get that turdy point buck. I'm gonna get that turdy point buck.
that 30 point buck. That thing I do, I'm gonna get that 30 point, 30 point buck. And welcome back. It's sidetracked, powered by DHD here on Pulling Radio Network. And not our usual intro for you. We're not talking over music because, well, let's face it, you cannot talk over diapers. No, it's uh, the biggest holiday in the state of Michigan. That's right. It's opening day for deer season. Yeah, because we don't celebrate opening day for the Lions. No. <laughs> no, absolutely not. So you get back-to-back to Youper songs because I think both Charles and I both forgot how hilarious oh, the boys from Escanaba are. They're freaking a riot. I, I hope they're still on tour because I still want to see them. I've never seen them, but I doubt oh, really? they are. I Yeah, I don't know. I saw them, gosh, I think I was I couldn't have been much more than about 12 or 13 years old I saw him remember the, when the Michigan State Fair actually had a fairgrounds in Detroit yeah yeah and right I, there I at eight mile Woodward eight mile Woodward. I saw him there when I was I couldn't have been much more than about 12 years old so you actually got dual beer crackings out of yeah. us which is rare because I'm on it's rum and coke season for me now yeah it's too cold for beer <laughs> but listen to the Yopers. Yeah. and those from Michigan understand there's two two sectors of michigan you've yeah. got the trolls who live down here trolls below the bridge and then you got the Upers, which are a different breed because they're a crossbreed of uh northern michigan uh, minnesota and wisconsin yeah they mentioned in the second song their dislike for people from illinois and they also refer to people from people from ohio as terrorists well pretty much are anyways yeah. but uh terrorists from ohio the ma- major difference of course being packer fans packer fans and not to mention they're batshit fucking crazy anyways right. up there well the packers lost lions, yeah lions beat them lions beat them so in uh, lambo lions i think are First on like a, a two decade. game winning streak or three game now so two, good for two so they're we're not gonna 50, get a 50 team we're, we're not going to keep our hopes up because, well, you're from Michigan. You're still a Lions fan, whether you want to admit it or not. All the people who live in Michigan that are Packers fans, you know what their name? You know what they are? Transplants. Quitters. Quitters. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, just about 80% of mi- people from Michigan are masochists. Yeah. We enjoy the pain. We do it every year. You know, hey, this will be the year we at least get in the playoffs. And then we go 16-0, and 0 and hey, you know. Where's my Jim Mora playoffs drop? Oh, my gosh. Playoffs? Don't talk to me about playoffs. Playoffs? I mean, hell, we all survived the McMillan era. We know oh. you're going to survive anything else. God. Yeah. And yeah. now he gets to commentate. That's, That's the best fine. part. He's, he's actually okay at that. Yeah, he, he just sucks as a GM. Yeah, he sucks as a GM. Well, you know what they say, those who can do, those who can't talk about it. Which brings us to us. Yeah, exactly. Hey, hi. We got Jim Bob Cooter now. We're uh we are good. Jim Bob Cooter. It sounds like somebody Dave's related to. You know, throw that ball down the field. I I can only imagine how our uh, offensive strategies are laid out on a chalkboard. Lots of ex- Wait a minute, they already do X's and O's. Yeah, the only reason he does X's and O's because he doesn't know his goddamn ABCs. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it's uh, 
it's weird being in an era now. I've only grown up with the Pistons being in Auburn Hills at the Palace. Yeah, I have a very vague memory of them playing at the Silver Dome. See, I don't even remember that. Yeah. But now we're back to an area where you actually look at it: New York City, Chicago. You know, major, major, major cities. They still have four teams, or in the case of New York, what, eight teams? Something like that. I can't remember their hockey numbers. The Islanders, I think, still are yeah. a team. So Yeah, they're still there. I couldn't remember if they got lost in one of the expansions or not. You know, no. Fuck the NHL anymore. They've ruined it. I don't pay any attention to hockey anymore. I used to be a huge diehard new Hey, 96-97, buddy. Yeah. And then 97-98. Oh one, oh two, oh two, oh three. Good times. Yeah, I don't think I've paid attention in the last. It's been five or six years since I gave a shit. The lockout, no five, oh six, killed me. Yeah, that was it. I was done. But anyways, you know, there's not many major cities out there that can say, out of the four professional mainstream sports out there, actually have teams to their own names. Yeah. You know, L.A., like I said, New York, Chicago. Other than that, it's pretty sparse. Yeah, I'd, They might know, have two. Two or three, but not all four. Not all four. No. You know, Toronto's close, but, of course, Toronto isn't in the NFL. That's the no, only thing no keeping football. them. You know, but we got to give our shout-outs to the Leafs because if you are a Detroit hockey fan, we have respect for the original six. Yep. You sure do. You know, not to like them, but we respect them. Oh, I hate Chicago like a passion. Yo, nobody yeah. likes Chicago. No, but you got to give them respect. Yep, the original six. Yep, but it used uh, to be easier when when Chicago and Detroit were in the Western Conference together. You know, you could you could like all the East Conference teams and still hate Chicago, but now it's hard because Detroit's in the East. The Detroit's in the East now, but there is one team. No matter what transpires in the NHL, we absolutely hate. Oh, fuck the abs. <laughs> they can move back to Quebec. I'll still hate them. Name the one player we hate the most for the abs. Roy. <laughs> <laughs> yes, his name is Patrick Roy. Anybody who says it, <laughs> wah, kill yourself. <laughs> I mean... We had a six-man brawl. Mm-hmm. I hate him even more than Claude Vernon. Fuck Lemieux. Anyways. Um, yeah, Vernon kicked his ass and so did Ozzy. Both of them Ozzie, beat Roy's ass. And Hashik did it too. Yeah. yeah. Three times you had six-man brawls out on the ice with the abs. Yep. Fuck them guys. Hate them. And now what? Patrick Roy. He's a he's their head coach now or GM or something. Yeah, something. <clears throat> he wasn't worth a fuck when he was on... <clears throat> Yeah, because I can't even give him credit for being a good goalie because I hate him that much. He was a good spaz. He wasn't a good goalie. No. No. God, I mean, no. I could go out there and have a seizure and block as many <laughs> shots as he can. And if you haven't noticed, this is going to be the show tonight. It's going to be a red-lined potion arm said just not giving a fuck because pulling season's winding down. Pretty much. It's over. We, we- did hear something new tonight that I made us both roll our eyes. Yeah, we're not even going to get into that. Fuck that. 
Okay. Fuck that. I'm not getting into that. Tonight's going to be a. There's going to be a, quite a bit of fuck that going on tonight. You're fucking right. It's going to. And it's going to span motorsports. This isn't just going to be pulling tonight. No. No, it's not. The only big news we really have because we didn't do a show yes last week because. SEMA. What the fuck? Dumb. I didn't see anything this year where I went, oh, that's cool. Nothing. I can't wait at for Connex 2020. Yeah. I'm hoping Boss Man Capolo takes us all out there. I think he will. I'm hoping PRI comes through with something cool because SEMA was just uh, boring. It sucks as we can't even go to PRI this year. Just no. We could, but it's just we got too much other going on and... Well, PRN will have PRI coverage. We've got yep. The Godfather will be actually Godfather's the, got a seminar. He's in one of the seminars on uh, live streaming motorsports with uh, the guys from Bang Shift and uh, Comp Plus TV and Drag Race TV and uh, not only that, NTPA uh, Steinmetz, you know, yeah, good group, good group of people that are doing. Great I wish I racing. could go down there and learn how to do this shit. Yeah. Well, we <laughs> <laughs> right. We need about six more people. That's our problem. You can't. We can't announce. It's enough to announce and do what we do do at an event, and then try to live stream it too. It just we don't have enough people to go around. We're you know what? We're getting closer. We're, we're getting some very dedicated people willing to help. And uh, Adam Tarswell, if you notice our post for Veterans Day, his name being yeah. mentioned in there. If you didn't know who all was mentioned, you know we got a good crew. Problem is life and distance keeps a lot of us apart. Yeah, you know, it does. but you know, sitting down there and I made the post. And I want to make sure I included everybody from the crew. And to look back from where we started, you know, five years ago announcing together, mm-hmm. you know, Tanya wasn't even in the mix. Mm-mm, no. And Steph was not anywhere near, you know, we, we of course, we've been together forever, forever now, but, you know, she wasn't in the mix on anything. No. And now we've got Tanya in the mix. We got Michelle, her sister who is my right arm, you'll attest to this, I cannot do the polls I do without her. You know, Steph's getting into the mix, helping out at polls. You know, Jenny Erickson's stepping up and helping with the videography and photography. You know, names go on. Of course, Creekside Studio is going to be coming soon. We're going to be moving from the Second Baptist um, just because, well... Physical space. Physical space. You know, if you look at what we're in right now, we are in a corner of half a room that's normally was full of shit when we started. Yeah. And now it's slowly encroaching just because of I've got Life a three year old. Yeah. You Life know, happens. we got you got to keep everything just in case. Well, that's going to get shit canned pretty quick. But, you know, we got we're going to have dedicated we're gonna full have, space to do the big ensemble dedi- shows. Yes. Again. And uh, you're going to hear drop come back. We yeah. don't get me wrong. We have not forgotten about them as we've reinvented ourselves. Drob and Cross are still very much yeah. major members of the Sidetrack crew. And I know they want to be on. Yes, they do. And it's just right now, Logistics. how it's been is Charles has a laptop and does our editing. Of course, I've been the face and sales guy for him. And I've got the physical space and the equipment here. Yeah. You know, that's where we're at. That's why you hear us continually. And I know you guys want to hear a break from us because we never shut the fuck up anyways. But. Looking forward to get them on. Looking forward to bringing JC in with us. You know, that'll be a great, great asset to have. Not only as an announcer, having another announcer out there, because Lord knows we need more. 
But, uh, and actually I screwed up on the post. I did forget to include one of our newest announcers, my brother Aaron, coming on the fold and uh, working the garden tractor side for us. I apologize, Aaron, for that. Um, It's been a madhouse, but, you know, very, very proud to have my younger brother actually stepping up and uh, covering an area that I enjoy thoroughly and doing an adequate job at it. And that's, people don't realize we have very high standards on announcing quality it's gonna be one it's my way or the highway really and i'm not i don't have that personality that's not me but there is some there is a way I when want it, it comes to our brand we've yeah. held a very high standard for ourselves and we expect that standard amongst the people we bring in and that's what makes ucc so difficult for us is we have to come out with five announcers this year yes and dave fultz was an easy pick i'm not gonna lie dave mirrors his my Dave and my style is very much alike on working the crowd and cracking the jokes. You've yeah. always been the serious to the point guy. You crack your jokes, don't get me wrong, but yeah. this is why we work so yep, well together. It is. And it's why, is yeah, it's why we're polar opposites. This it. is why we're such good friends. As you mm-hmm. are, I'm out there in your face. You are very conservative and very introspective it's, on stuff. There's, and there's the, nothing wrong with that. It's the yin and yang, and it works. It's we couldn't have planned this, no. and we really never did, but. You know, bringing JC in, that's somebody I see a passion and a drive. She's very new at this, but that passion and drive is something we're looking for in it. Yeah. They have to have that interest and that want. You know, there's lots of people we could have had come in, and having JC come to UCC is going to be a big step for her, and I am very apprehensive about it. I'm not going to lie. Big stage, but I think she'll be okay. But you've got, you, announcing is a sink or swim thing. There's yeah. no, well, let me try it out. No, you either do it or you don't. Yeah. And uh, I'd love to have had Kenny Eggleston out there. Of course, the logistics don't work because Kenny is a known, proven entity. Kenny's awesome at it, and he, we we do. We'd love to have him be involved, in, but he's just so busy with his production company out west, he just can't do it. And you know what? I, I can't even say it's my second choice because it was very difficult to choose between the two. But having Ray Taluki come on with us this year in UCC is going to be a great thing. You're going to see some different styles blended together. Yeah. And I'm really looking forward to JC actually learning off of Ray and learning a different style of announcing yeah. and getting away from something. Because you and I can be very melancholy to ourselves as far as listening to ourselves. I don't like listening to myself, no, neither do you. I don't anymore. I used to listen to every single one of these shows every single minute. I haven't done that in a year. I don't listen anymore. The most I've listened to our shows, and it's always been a joke, but I just can't bring myself to do it. I cannot stand hearing my own voice, whether it's over a loudspeaker or yeah. recorded and played That's for you guys to That's my biggest problem. To. I hate how I sound. I freaking hate it. I'm and so jealous of people with a good voice. We talked about this when we left the uh, Motorsports Hall of Fame induction ceremony, how much those other announcers sounded awesome and hated how we sound. Yeah. And there's people who go, well, we love how you sound. That's fine. I appreciate I, the compliment. Great, thank you, but We can't I don't. stand it. But, you know, most I've ever listened to our show is literally last Thanksgiving working with my dad on the late limited Superstock. And only because you were forced to. Because I was forced was to because my dad listens to it. Yeah. And my dad is a very faithful listen to, listener to it. And I love it, you know. And, but, you know, this is going to be a unique group we're bringing to UCC. But not only that, the Sidetrack brand is very near and dear to us. Yeah. We have overcome some adversity 
with the business itself. And it's nothing we're going to get into. And, it doesn't, but, it doesn't matter. You know, Nick Meyer leaving us, I love Nick to death still. You know, best of wishes to him. He was bored with it. I get that. This was never his cup of tea. We brought him in for his techie ability. But he forced us to a different level with our show and how we were doing things. We mm-hmm. were getting very stale. It was very repetitive. It was very cookie cutter. Yeah. And I don't mind the cookie cutter format. We've always had our format that we do. Whether it's, you know, we did our birthdays or obituaries, got the news out of the way, then we went into our yeah. interviews. We've changed it up a little bit. We've still got that format, but we're changing how we're doing we're it. We're not as regimented in how we present it. The, the elements are there. It just doesn't happen in the same B follows A, C follows B. You know, same shit every week. But, you know, looking at the people we have involved, the one I'm most excited for and really hoping to get to be able to work, he's been busy the end of the season, so we weren't able to capitalize on him. Like, I know there's there's a lot of possibility there. And you can, I think you can agree with this, is seeing Adam Tarswell come out and work with us some more. Yeah, I know he's been, he's he's busy, he's, he's a hard worker, and he's very dedicated to his day job, and, and it's in the farming industry, so he's been extremely busy. He uh, works for a sugar producer, Michigan yeah, Sugar. Michigan Sugar. And, and uh, Sugar beet season was in Right when we like, were getting into him coming on board with us after coming out to Langford, New York with us, that's when yeah. we finally said, hey, Adam, you you can do this. We just gotta, yeah, you just gotta get you, in. bring you into the fold. And right after that, they start campaign. They start the early yeah. sugar beet season, and he has not had time. I don't. You think haven't he's even had a day seen off. anything on Facebook even out of the guy. No. He he works his ass off and is a great guy. But I'm very excited to see him come into the fold and work with us. And I know the quality is going to be there because he's got that attention to detail. In fact, I know he's been busy because he hasn't been bugging the Tanya and I to go skydiving. Yeah, and he's even more batshit crazy than you and oh, I. Oh, jeez, that guy's insane. But he's an adrenaline junkie. He's an junkie. adrenaline junkie from hell, I'm telling you. Well, maybe not from hell. He's he's lived through some stuff. He's got an angel on his shoulders, that's for sure. Yeah, oh, absolutely. And Adam's a great guy. I'm looking forward to seeing Jenny Erickson come out and work with us some more. Now that uh, my little niece, Ellie, who is absolutely adorable, I am that proud uncle who will brag up my nieces and nephews. <laughs> You know, I do it with Charles' kids. I do it with, uh, you know, of course, my blood, so to speak. You know, yeah, it don't matter. Your Hell, kids are way, blood to me anyways the at way, this the point. The way but. Christian's going, I got about five years left. Yeah, you're going to be. GTFO, put out to pasture. Yep, yep. But, uh, you know, Ellie's getting a little bit older, so looking forward to seeing Jenny come out some more with us because she does some great job with camera work. She, yes. sees, she sees things. Yeah. And uh, that that's nice. You know, Tanya does a great job with it too, and Tanya is a proven entity. But you to know, get, it's actually get somebody in there. It's funny as you mentioned that. With the exception of that video I put together back over the summer, the stuff that Jenny and Tanya both did at UCC, except for little snippets here and there through Instagram, none of you have ever seen any of that yet. We've sat on all of it. Yeah, and it's coming. Yeah, it's coming. This it was our winter thing, and we. Yeah. It was hard for us to sit on it. Yeah, it's been loaded in my phone for months. I just I've been, haven't loaded it up. I've been going through Jenny's stuff, the photos and that. I don't know if I ever got that to you. If not, I think I've got. I, if I don't have the photos, I, I've got the video. I know. I I, the if video. not, I've got the photos on here. But just the snippets and the stuff she caught, and when you and I take pictures, at least me mainly, I'm always on the object involved. You know, the yeah. vehicle. That's my thing. But give you a little preview, Jenny. 
found that crowd shots the nice it that's the, the stuff i personal like personal touch yeah that misses a lot anna galloway does that yeah she sees all those little things i she just has an eye for it and i love that about her photography you never know what anna's gonna find to fixate nope. on and every picture she takes and she's not shooting with a full frame dslr mm-hmm. you know no she's shooting with a glorified point and shoot yeah it's a built-in it goes to 600 millimeter zoom, but it's a built-in zoom camera. It's Nothing a digital fancy. zoom. But oh my God, does she find stuff? And, and she'll come out with these images, these little candid and shots. We've said and stuff, it forever. And She'd be dangerous wow. with a true SLR. She would be yeah. dangerous. Yeah, she's really got a very good eye. Yep. But, you know, there's our sidetrack crew. I mean, kind of cool having my little brother involved, not going to lie. And you it know is, how yeah. apprehensive I was about that. For sure, for sure. Uh, but it's I'll admit it, he knows it. He knew when he, oh, he, knew. he started working with me, I go, listen, this is going to be the most hell you've ever gone mm-hmm. through. Yep. Because you have the same last name as me. He's got the same initials as me. Yeah. I go, you're taking over something that I have, you know, only five years in, have worked hard to build to where I'm at. I've paid, paid yeah. my dues. You're not just going to get in because you're my brother. No, the the craft was the craft was the concern. The knowledge yes. isn't. He oh, knows the knowledge it. is there. He knows it. It's just it, it, what the what's the craft going to be for him? And yeah, sounds like it's going. Well. We're working on it. We're working on it. He's very rigid with it right now. That'll but come though. That will come. You know, you got to be to be relaxed in front of a microphone is very difficult. It's one of the few places anymore. Actually, maybe revealing too much about myself. Behind one of these mics is one of the few places in the world where I truly let my hair down and be 100% comfortable. Yeah. I, I can't say that about much of my day-to-day routine, but behind this thing, I'm golden. Which, for me, what you see is what you get the most, but what you hear over this microphone is turned up quite a bit. Yeah, there, we have our... I'm not... Air persona, I guess you could call it. I mean, theater of the I'm mind. fairly much, but I mean, there's a lot that's turned up a bit. Yeah. But, you know, I think that's probably true of anybody who's in this business. I'm not nearly the drunk everybody thinks I am. No. <laughs> no. You can ask Charles, how much beer do I actually drink in my own house by myself? Uh, Rare. Rare. You'll probably get through what's on this table, which amounts to two, and... And that's just because we're doing a show. That's because we're doing a show. My wife drinks more at home than I do. No. I don't. I've got I've got the bottle of Smirnoff vodka that's been up there since, what, UCC. Hell, there's a jar of apple pie sitting here, and I don't think it's been touched in months. No. No. I, I don't drink at home. No. Heck, you got jars sitting up there on the shelf that have been there for, I think, a year and a half, two years. Oh, yeah. Never even been opened. No. Um... Yeah, we're changing up our format tonight. You know what? Why? Because we can. Because this is a Seinfeld episode. We're talking about whatever the hell we want. Anyway. It's going to be motorsports related. Yeah. But uh, we do have a bit of bad news this week. Yes, we do. This one sucks. It. They all suck. They all suck. But This one hits close to home. It does. It does. Uh, near dear friend of Thumb Tractor Pullers, Mr. John Meisel, passed away as you hear this. Two days ago, it'd be November 14th, of course, yeah. yesterday as we record, um, long-time puller in the sixth farm class, uh, NATPA pass champion. Yes, in um, Division 
two, not with the tractor that he pulled in recent years. Yep, nope. A different one. And uh, just a great guy. Um, last I saw of him, he was mentally was still there, but the his body was failing him. You could tell. Yeah. Um, Dan Garber had done the bulk of the driving on the tractor. He did last two all years. the driving last year. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think actually you'd have to, I'd have to go back to 2016, I think, to the last yeah. time I saw John Lynn, actually in the seat himself. Lynn Garber, close friend yeah. of his and dear friend of ours, of course, we were talking, he goes, yeah, we tried everything we could to get John in the seat this year, and just he physically couldn't get couldn't up there. It. I think his shoulder injury uh, two years ago is what really set him back. Yeah. Sad to, sad to see John go. Yep. Um, of course, as you're listening, funeral arrangements, um, we will have on the sidetracked uh, Facebook page, but I know, uh, of course, we'll be in Owasso 2 to 8 at the funeral home. I cannot remember the name. And then uh, yeah. the Catholic Church in Owasso at 10 a.m. Yeah. on Saturday. Go to, the, go to our Facebook page. Yep. You'll see stuff there. It'll be on the Thumb Tractor Pulling Facebook page. It's on uh, MTPA, Michigan Tractor Pullers as well, all that yep. information. And uh, Good guy. Boy. I guess we can say this because we did it for... Uh, Larry Peterbaugh and, and uh, John Griggs, Griggs um, sidetracked, and anybody else willing to contribute will be uh, sponsoring uh, the Six Farm class next season uh, in the memory of John Meisel. I think you'll see that because that's been a class we both competed in now. Yeah. And uh, with I've we're the closest with a lot of these people. Yeah. I've done it in, actually, you know, thanks to John upstairs for – he put me in the seat of his tractor on, on a handful of different occasions, and um, I have to thank him for that. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, but we will be sponsoring the Six Farm class, and uh, fortunately, class isn't getting any younger. No, it's not. There's just not really anybody up and coming for Six Farm anymore. I thought maybe we were going to see a few, and it seemed like it was headed that way, and then those guys just disappeared. Yep. So. As always, you've got uh, obituary you need covered. Get at us. Sidetracked on Facebook. Um, of course, no more email, so no. No one used it anyway, so the hell with that. I got this lady who keeps messaging me about uh, bettering our business, so. Oh, really? Us. Yeah, I haven't checked it in months, so. I don't even think I got it on this phone. I didn't even upload. Probably the same one that emails me at work. So with that, Armstead needs nicotine already. All right, all right. Hey, we're halfway through our show already. That's pretty. Oh, pretty we're awesome. just getting started. Yeah, because I it's gonna be a rant. Yeah, there's gonna be a couple, maybe. Who knows what the hell's gonna happen? So this is sidetracked, powered by DHD, heard here on Pulling Radio Network. Dirty Hooker Diesel is your full-size diesel performance specialist, Harbor Beach. We're Michigan's final authority on anything performance and replacement related. Specializing in diesel performance parts and accessories for Duramax, Cummins, and Powerstroke diesel engines. From custom-built transmissions and engines to CP3 pumps and injectors. Check them out at DirtyHookerDiesel.com. Hi, this is Tony Burkett, owner of Dirty Hooker Diesel. We are a full-service repair facility that can handle any task from stock to modified, big or small. So give us a call, 989-479-0444. Dirty Hooker Diesel, the final authority on everything performance and replacement. Welcome back to Sidetracked on the Pulling Radio Network. Now, for a little bit gentler segment, 
We're going to get into some fun stuff here on the Pulling Radio Network, powered by Dirty Hooker Diesel. Yeah, we aren't doing this NPR style. Fuck that. Uh, well, some things have gone on in the last uh, couple of weeks within the world of motorsports. And I wanted to touch on a few things uh, really that just pissed me off. We mentioned SEMA briefly and that there was absolutely nothing to come out of there that was... Uh, particularly exciting in fact we uh when we took last week off we had to put up some fucking hideous bro dozer bullshit I, that and it was all from one company that did that crap there were some hack jobs at sema this year too yeah well there always is it just doesn't get talked about but yeah a couple of them did get publicized this year i'm sorry you're going to something as prestigious as sema yeah at least Round the corners on the shitty brackets. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty hideous, wasn't it? Goober the fucking welds on. The rest of that thing looked absolutely ridiculous anyway. Oh, it looked like a piece of shit to begin with, but, you know, at least cover the details. Yeah, and, and, and to do that crap on a lifted truck where it can be seen, you know. Yeah, it wasn't like they were laying on their back crawling underneath the thing. No. I'm six feet tall, and I would have been able to see that shit. You know, you know how I, f- how I am on fabbing stuff. It's got to look right. Yeah. And I'm sorry, bumper brackets are not that hard. No. I understand you're up against time crunch, and you had a lot of detail and other stuff put into something. But make it look half-ass. Yeah, pretty damn stupid. wasn't even half-assed. No. Something that also came out of SEMA that really has me... Uh... I don't know. It's uh, it's it's something. Larry Dixon, uh, past NHRA top fuel champion, has been trying for the last couple of years to get back to uh, racing at the top levels of top fuel. Couldn't couldn't really find a ride of his own. Was trying to uh, secure funding uh, to do it on his own. And in the meantime, he came up with the idea of a two seat top fuel car, and got together with Murph McKinney and actually built one. Well. To make a long story short, the the car that they used was an old certified NHRA top fuel chassis, and they, they cut it apart and added in a second cockpit for a passenger. And in their haste to get this thing done, I think as a pure pure oversight, they neglected to remove the NHRA certification tag that was on the existing chassis. Yeah, this is where the fucking bullshit starts. This is where the bullshit starts. The car picked up some uh, sponsorship from Traxxas, which is a big NHRA partner. And they took the car to SEMA to show it off. And someone from NHRA saw the sticker on the car and promptly flipped their shit. Went and found some of the high sheriffs, as they used to be known within NHRA, and brought one of them back and uh, tore the sticker off the car. And then promptly announced to the world that Larry Dixon was suspended from driving an NHRA competition indefinitely. Now, in Larry's defense, he's saying all the right things. He wants to race back with NHRA, and I understand that. That's fine. You know, he's, he's got to say those things. But an indefinite suspension from driving over a clearly two-year-old expired tag does not represent any sort of endorsement, in my mind, from the National Hot Rod Association. It's the legitimacy of this car. And people are saying, well, how can there be any legitimacy? There is no SFI spec for a top-fuel two-seater. No shit, Buckwheat. No one's ever built one before. You don't get a cert unless you do it. And Murph McKinney himself is on the SFI Chassis Certification Committee. He's the head of it. 
If anybody's qualified to put together one of these cars and develop a spec around it, I'm sure he is. And the fact that this tag was left on the car is just a pure oversight. NHRI got further pissed off because I guess this car did make some test passes at one of their tracks down by Cincinnati, Ohio. In addition to making some uh, test laps, I believe, at uh, Palm Beach, which is an IHRA track. You know, I understand NHRA's point. You know, it doesn't have a, have a safety spec designed for it, and they're leery about letting the car run on any of their sanctioned tracks. When it comes to that, those tracks are, I guess, their ball field, their playground. So Larry's going to have to do what he has to do. But as far as the rest of the world is concerned... It pisses me off to see all of this namby-pamby bullshit and all these people coming out of the woodwork. Well, what about the liability? And I bet the insurance company hates it. And well, oh my God, what if somebody got hurt? Blah, 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 blah. What happened to this country? I thought we used to have balls if you're involved we in motorsports. We used to do big things. I mean, Panama Canal and the Hoover Dam and do cool shit. And now all we can think about is, oh my God, what if somebody sues? You're strapping into a nitro bomb. The chance you could get hurt. It, it's not a matter if it's going to blow. It's a matter of when. It's a matter of when. You're, it, you are oblivious to nitromethane drag racing if you think that this thing is going to be absolutely foolproof. Now, his business plan revolved around $10,000 for an eight-second ride in, or an eighth-mile ride in the car. Well, automatically, that's going to put the price high enough that, uh, you know, Joe Schmo isn't getting into this thing. And for another, if I was a person of any kind of means at all, I'd be slipping him 20000 not to take me to the eighth mile, but to drive it back down where they used to put the old school timing light 66 feet beyond the 1320. Down, way down there in Don Garlett's high mile per hour land. Take me there. That's where I want to go. And I would like to see Larry Dixon... Do a little bit of what Don Garlitz did to the NHRA and tell him to fuck off. Yep. I'm sorry. You know, I understand safety and all that, but this thousand foot shit is ridiculous. It is. And to bitch about something that, okay, SEMA's meant just to turn heads. It's like going to the goddamn auto show in Detroit. You see a lot of cool shit. 98% of it. Never going to go beyond that fucking show. No. I hope this car does, though. I do, too. I sincerely You got to do something to get motorsports back in the people's heads. Because all they're worried about right now is motherfuckers kneeling on a goddamn football field. I mean, space tourism is a thing. SpaceX or whatever, they'll strap you to a missile and shoot you into the lower regions of outer space. And, and everybody's like, oh, yeah, awesome, cool. But a two-seat nitro top fuel car? Oh, heaven forbid. We can't have that. No sponsor would want to have anything to do with this. I argue that you're wrong, and here's why. Most of the sponsorship deals within the top levels of NHRA are not cash-in-hand deals. They are business-to-business. And your average, I won't say small business owner, but mid-sized business owner who is a prospective sponsor of an NHRA team has made several millions of dollars is going to be the sort of person who is used to getting their way, used to bulldozing through barriers, used to the thrill and excitement of success. It's exactly the kind of person who'd want to strap into one of these cars and go for a ride. Nothing ventured, nothing gained. They're going to want to go for a ride. They want to test out the merchandise, man. They want to feel four G's as you leave the line. 
And why shouldn't they be allowed to? Do it. Build the car, Larry. Kick some ass with it. You're right. And I mean, there's... Come on! It's not like it's a totally foreign idea. No, no one's ever done a two-seat nitro car, but there are several two-seat super comp gas dragsters. Hell, they might even be methanol ones. I don't, I don't know all the particulars, but they're out there. As long as it's got a proper cage around it, proper harness for that, mm-hmm. racing seat, who gives a fuck? Do it. What's it put? An extra, what, four feet on the car? What difference does even, that fucking make? I don't think they even added the length of the chassis. I think they just moved the driver's cockpit further forward. It's still a 300-inch chassis. And you honestly think he's going to be out in competition running this? No. 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 That's yeah. more weight. The idea was eighth-mile squirts with it, and yeah, it's still a nitromethane car, but I'm sure a safe tune, quote-unquote. You know, they're not going to have it on murder. Do it. Run the thing. I think it'd be awesome. Oh, and, and to, actually, I left out a little detail. Um, Larry Dixon, when this started a year ago, went to Clifford, who is now the CEO of NHRA, but at the time he was the president. Now now he's the CEO. They created a new title for him, kicked him upstairs. And he was all in favor of the car, thought it was wonderful, but he left it to Larry Dixon to go to the, the, the chief, the high sheriff, Gordon Light, or Graham Light. Gordon Light. Gordon Lightfoot. What am, I th- <laughs> what am I thinking about? What happened? Uh, let's see. What was that? A w- week ago? Edmund Fitzgerald thing. Yep. Anyway, Graham Light. And Larry is kind of like, well, what, you know, wait a minute. You're you're the boss of the NHRA. Why do you need me to turn around and go to the your second in command to get this thing approved? But that's how it was left. And then Graham said, absolutely not, no way. Which is about how he's treated most things. NHRA has missed the boat on popular drag racing. They don't give a shit about the essentially no rules door slammer circuit well it's not even a circuit it's not quite that organized but door slammer cars that are drawing massive crowds everywhere they don't give a shit about them it's one of the few drag racing things i follow on facebook yeah it's a fucking live stream of the door slammers yeah it's great streetcar super nationals from las vegas coming up this weekend it'll be live streamed on bankshift.com don't miss it that'd be badass cars down there and to draw for the same thing is uh Congrats to uh, Brittany Force, winning yep. Top Fuel. Good job to Blaine's brother, Alan Johnson, doing the technical assistance and uh, guiding them to that uh, title. Sounds like he's going to be back. Good for her. With, uh, AJ will be back next year, sounds like, with two-car team again in Top Fuel. And the Force team, Robert Height, capturing the funny car title. Well, Brittany, the first one to win since what? Shirley. Since Shirley Muldowney to win the title, yeah. Cool. Actually, I think the only other female to win. But the have, top did you look what I posted on Redline earlier this week? Yeah, Steve Torrance. Yeah. Yeah. Can you not argue his fucking point? Oh, I'm I back him one hundred percent. And it, thank God for him. And if anybody wants to bitch about repercussions for what he said, you need to pull your head out of your ass because point blank, this points set up that NASCAR and fucking NHRA are running right now. Dumb. Is the participation award of fucking motorsports? Yeah, yeah. He he he. He said had it wrapped up. It was his title win. Is bullshit. Now did he? And he mentioned this too to his credit. But if you watch the clip, some of you might think, "Oh God, he sounds like a whiny little spoiled brat baby." No, 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 no. Hold on. He does say, "Look, Brittany did what she had to do. That team 
did what they had to do. Everybody with the, knew with the points set up, they did what they had to do. Everybody knew what it had to be to to win the title, and and they got it done. And at the end, he choked, and he, he so he admits, "Yep, I choked," but that doesn't change the fact that it's still kind of stupid, and he's not wrong. Yeah, he had nothing insulting to say about Brittany. No, she earned it. it it's a system. It's it was the point system that was fucked. Yeah, and to think you're going to draw more fans by changing this point system. The people who are not watching NHRA and NASCAR are not going to come watch because, oh my God, all of a sudden we changed our point schedule. No. no, all you're doing is alienating the people that have already been dedicated fans for years to make them go, well, what the fuck is the point watching? Oh, I used to be a huge NASCAR fan. Massive. And since they went to the playoff thing in 2002 was the first year for it, I, I stepped away a little bit. More and more every year to the point where about three years ago, I, I don't nothing. I don't even pay any attention at all now. None. Now, got to give credit to Jimmy Johnson. Did some badass racing. Does his championship wins stack up to Richard Petty or Dale Earnhardt? Absolutely not. No. God no. No way. I put Jeff Gordon's are legit. Well, Jeff Gordon's gay. Maybe so, but he did it. <laughs> no, he did he's it a hell the, of a driver. He, he did really it in is. the days when he did it in the days when you had to grind it out all season. Yeah. Does it suck? Yeah. Is it expensive? Yeah. Welcome to motorsports. Yeah. If you want something cheap and easy, go play golf with the rest of the fucking fags down at the golf course every Saturday morning. I don't know. It's don't welcome know. to a sport that involves two balls. Another thing that NASCAR. Let's go there. We brought it up. I hate their cars. They're the same. Is there a difference between a Ford, a Chevy, and a Toyota? I, the stickers. You know what I found? I found this this weekend. I was screwing off, and I had a minute. It's not a It's not a channel. I guess that's the wrong thing to call it. Uh, it's the old school racing network, and it's a, just a bunch of playlists. And they have like 88, 89, 90, 91, up to like 95 or 96. Every NASCAR race, the full, the whole thing, all of it. There's a couple of vintage seasons of um, Superbike and uh, the Indy Racing League. I was watching like 1991 North Wilkesboro NASCAR short track races, and I was just in heaven. Partly nostalgic because it was a very formative time in my growing up and love for motorsports, but it just it was, I was cool three, but to well. see it was cool <laughs> as hell to see cars that were identifiable as a Chevy Monte Carlo, a Pontiac Grand Prix, an old Cutlass, a Buick Regal, and a Ford Thunderbird. Yeah, it was just awesome. I was eating it up. Cool thing. Go on, go on YouTube and find that. Watch, watch whatever. You I can. understand the safety aspect of some asshole wants to bring that up. I understand the safety thing, but there's no reason for fucking cookie cutter shit. And if you want to come argue that point with me, I will be located at the Pink Elephant Bar Saturday afternoon at 2 p.m. to discuss people who actually had balls back in the past and influenced a fucking sport. We'll be there with our resident historian, Andy Gerbaugh. And, and try to uh, slide some of that, try to slide some of that panty waist, namby pamby bullshit past him. He's bigger than both of us. Oh, fuck. And a hotter temper than I have. Yeah. Every show would be a complete rant for Andy. I wouldn't want to piss that boy off. 
be and connected. If he even get a glancing blow with one of those, we got a good hooks, group lined up to discuss this. Uh, we got a good group lined up for this historical stuff. Uh, yeah, actually, Charlie Capozzo is going to be joining us hopefully, cool. and because Charlie is another one that not so active in it, but definitely has some history of the sport. Yes, and uh, has followed it very closely, and always a great interview too. But he is. Um, no, if you got a problem with what the fuck I'm saying and calling out this bullshit, it's fine. You know, I loved IROC racing. I'm the first to admit it. I loved watching the IROC series because you saw who the fuck the drivers were. But it didn't last. No. Wonder why. You mean 15, 20 identical cars running at the same time isn't interesting? It's too bad they're gone, by the way. It would have been good for uh, my brother-in-law. Oh, I love IROC. K-Tech used to do the engines for the I IROC know, cars. they did. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, identical cars. You didn't know what car you were going to be in until the no. day of the race. Skittles. Started out as uh, the original series when it first started in the 70s was Porsche 911s, and then they went to the Camaros, and then uh, Dodge Daytonas. I'm trying to think what they were towards the end of the series when I was into it. Uh, Avengers. Avengers. Yep, they yeah. went to Aven- Dodge Avengers. Yep. Old Avengers, not the new ones. Not the new ones, no. The first the first Avenger, which was a front-wheel drive Sebring. Yeah, basically. Same, I was trying to think. It looked Sebring. like a Sebring, yeah. Because yeah. it was something different. It wasn't your NASCAR car, but it was still no. close-tired wa- racing, you know? Yeah. You know? But you'd see guys with open from the Open Tire Series. Come hop in with Occasionally them. Occasionally a drag racer. Or drag ra- Steve Kinzer raced in it. Yeah. And that that's what I thought was neat is the variety of drivers. You saw guys from Indy come over, mm-hmm. you know, along with the NASCAR guys. Some Bush guys jump up. Yeah. Truck Series guys come play. Hell, you don't even hear about the Truck Series anymore. I can't believe they still do it. It's, uh, it's got to be on its last legs as far as And I always thought the goes. Truck Series was cool. It was just never highlighted enough. But being a know. farm boy... Trucks were more my thing than cars. I think it was somewhat of a novelty in my book. I never really took it serious. So is tractor pulling to some people. Well, and fair point. Well made. <sighs> Look at, you know, Bigfoot. Monster trucks. That video was never supposed to get out. It was no. too destructive. Nope. Look at what I'm just a huge thing that turned into. Bob's made millions off of it. Yeah. And he, he's foregone a ton of money because he refused to follow the business model that Monster Jam has. Yeah. He was not going to sell out. No. He went to the races he wanted to go to. Yep. I respect him the most for it. And I'm, you know, just as well as I do and most of our listeners who are regulars, I'm not a Ford guy. When it comes down to Monster Trucks. Bigfoot. Bigfoot. It's always First, last, and always. Don't get me wrong. Anderson, it's cool. Oh yeah, I don't. Well, Larry, he's done a great job. I don't get the the whole grave digger thing. I guess, but the, I but guess what, I'm not enough dueling banjos to understand it. But, but what Dennis and his sons do, and and for that matter, and I could lump Tom Mintz in with this. They're awesome showmen. Oh yeah, absolutely awesome showmen. They let it hang out, and but it boils down to Bigfoot. I had the Matchbox car, you know. I remember square that. body shot or square body Ford, you know. I used to rent the shit out of the videos that they would have at the library and the video store, and 
you know, King Kong and Awesome Kong had the V12 Allison in the back of a, I think it was a Dodge pickup, or it might have been a Ford step side. And uh, you had Mad Dog, the van, Bigfoot, USA One, Taurus, Brutus. Oh, yeah. Eagle. Skull Bandit. Skull Bandit. Aces High. I understand the not wanting to. Michigan contribute. Ice Monster. Yeah. I understand the not wanting to contribute uh, tobacco or promote it to the youth of today. And yes, somebody who smokes, and I regret every minute of it. Smoke cigarettes because a monster truck said skull on it. I'm sorry. No. Well, no, because skull's a dip. Sorry about that. But whatever. (laughs) Hey, Marlboro was the color of McLaren Formula One, Penske Racing. You know. But how badass were. Every vehicle Skull Bandit sponsored. Harry Gant, number 33, Oldsmobile and NASCAR. I mean, drag racing, monster trucks. Drag racing had a long time affiliation with uh, Don Prudhomme. Yep. Yep. The Skull Bandit Firebird funny car. Hell, wasn't Skull Bandit even into pulling, if I remember right? Yeah, Copenhagen Skull Pulling Circuit, NTPA, title sponsor. But I'm trying to think, didn't they? There was a. Uh, There might have been. I don't. I feel like I should know that, but I well, don't. actually, think about it. Kodiak Bad Bear. Yeah, Kodiak Bad Bear. Yep. Yeah, yeah. And uh, In Laws and Outlaws. Yeah, it was it was part of Jim Brockman's deal. Yeah. Yes, you're right. So there was yes. You know, but that green and white paint scheme uh-huh. will live forever in my mind. Is just, and I'm a red color guy, but that they were just so cool looking. Yeah. Yeah. But tobacco is, you know. Too influential. I mean, uh, fuck, we can't have Winston Cup. We can't have the Bush series anymore because it promotes alcohol and tobacco use. You know what promotes alcohol and tobacco use? Stress and bullshit. All this bullshit involving telling people what they can and cannot do with their fucking life. Hey, I know. I got an idea. Instead of us chilling out and enjoying a cold Budweiser and watching some racing... Why don't we get pissed off about everything and slam about six monster energy drinks and watch our heart fucking explode? Yeah, that's better. <laughs> Says the guy who mains, mainlines monster. <laughs> yeah, and I drink the and I drink the sugar free shit, bitch. I want to make sure I get the good cancer, <laughs> the kind you can see from across the street from underneath a wool coat. You know, it's it's stupid. It's I mean, when it went to the next hell cup, I'm going, what the hell? Now it's a sprint cup. Oh, uh, now it's yeah, it's not even that anymore. It's the monster NASCAR Cup Series presented by Monster. I don't know. They they did what we do to everything. Now they added a bunch of syllables to it. Hey, when you walked up, somebody, hey, you see the Winston Cup race? I never thought about the cigarettes. No, I thought about the fucking race. Yeah, Bush Series. It's the guys up and coming. Going to see him up on Winston pretty soon. You know what was good about that era, and it just and it it's it's something that became part of the landscape when Nextel took over, and has continued through to today, even though they're gone. When it was Winston, a lot of the tracks would paint the walls with the red and white. Yep, that wasn't bad to look at on TV. But when they started painting the walls yellow, yellow and black. God, does that look awful. I I can't... Wa- I, Charlotte used to be one of my favorite tracks to watch. It, it's the original mile and a half. And, oh, cookie cutter track. Blah, blah. Charlotte was different. 
because it was the first quad oval. It had bumps in it. It had character. The assholes won in great racing there, not really so much follow the leader. And they painted the walls yellow. And I just, oh, I can't even watch this shit anymore. It just hurts my eyes. What kills me is they're going, oh, it promotes smoking, it promotes smoking. I only know one guy who ever smoked Winston's. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I, he quit smoking them. I don't, yeah, I can't say that I hadn't. No. Hell, I grew up in a house. My, my younger brother, he's three years younger than me. He started smoking when he was, I don't know, 12 or 13, sneaking it. My dad has not smoked cigarettes, but my dad has smoked my entire life. I don't smoke. I just don't want to. I don't care about it. It's And as big a racing-influenced individual as I grew up to be, none of that shit mattered. It didn't influence me one bit. I don't care. Never. I've never paid money for a pack of cigarettes for myself. Never. No, you've bought me. I've I bought them for other people. Yeah. Uh, hey, if you're going to the store, you mind paying? No, I don't give a shit. Whatever you want. But for myself, never. And I grew up in a household where nobody smoked. Yeah. And I look a goddamn chimney. <laughs> 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 but no, I mean, <sighs> pussification of modern motorsports. That's the topic for today. The pussification. Look that up. It's in any Webster's Dictionary out there. Probably use it on one of yeah. your Facebook games as a Scrabble word, you know. <laughs> Doctors and dentists and pussy boy software designers climbing up on a Harley because they think it makes them look cool. Well, hey, Skizix, you ain't cool, you fucking chili. <sighs> it just drives me nuts, you know. Worried about a goddamn two-seat top fueler. But it's all perfectly okay to go to Russia and buy a seat on a trip to the moon. I'd rather take my chances. I'd rather sit a, behind Larry. Yeah, no shit. Yeah. I'd rather. Wouldn't mind sitting behind Brittany Force either, but. <laughs> Whatever, I don't care, yeah. She's lighter than Larry, I'd probably go quicker. <laughs> but, you know, it's. Now. Yes, I already can hear it coming. Well, you won't let me have a buddy ride with me down the pulling track. I'll have him sign a waiver and everything. There's a difference. Yeah, this was not going to be a competition format for one. I'm sure there was going to be... The reason it's going to cost $10,000 to make a lap with to an eighth mile... Yeah, there's the wear and tear on the motor and that sort of stuff. But I'd be willing to bet dollars to donuts that close to half of that ten grand is just covering some sort of insurance premium. And for us to replicate the same thing within a polling environment, yeah, we'll, we'll let you do it. But you are not going to like the price because of what it's going to cost to have the insurance coverage to make and it And point blank, I'm not going to let you do it in a street legal video vehicle. No. End of story. I'd rather see you in a 2.5 diesel truck or a super stock gas pickup or something like that where I know the hitch. Yeah. Everything's the built. Kill switch. Take it. Everything is designed for it. Yeah. Excellent point. Yeah. You'll be in a fire suit just like the driver. You'll be in a crash. and get prepared to open your wall and get all that shit because you're not just going to sit in there. 
Yeah, absolutely. And that's the point with this dragster is everything is designed because Larry's been around it. He's seen the wrecks. He knows he's been what the, the wrecks. he's been through the wrecks. He knows what the end game is if things are not built to the proper quality. Yeah, I mean, there's. I think Mark Rabillis is still dining out on the photographs he took of Larry Dixon from, I think it was two years ago when his fueler came apart. He's in the air 40 feet up, 40 feet in the sky, mm-hmm. backwards at 250 miles an hour through the finish line. I mean, yeah. It's hard to trip the timing lights that. I'm sure some of the debris caught it. <laughs> but yeah, you're going to cotton. Be, you, know, <laughs> you can figure if you're going for one of these rides in this car, you're going to be in a you will be forced to be in a stand 21 seven layer fire suit. You're going to have underwear on. You're going to have a Hans device. You're going to have a full helmet. You're gonna, all of it, all of it. You're going to be wearing about realistically. I, I wonder how they're going to, if they've given any thoughts of that, what they're going to do for the PPE side of things. Cause everybody conceivably will be in about $6,000 worth of safety equipment. As I say, you're looking almost 10 grand and how by the time you factor in the Hans and you'd have to have different, it, that shit has to be fitted. So they're going to be on the hook for I God knows how many sets of this stuff, or maybe they just tell you, yeah, it's going to be ten grand for the ride, but you got to bring your own. And by the way, you have to have this, 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 and this with current tags, or no go. Yeah, which is fine. Right. So it should be. I, that's okay. If you're balling at that level, if you can afford it, believe me, it ain't going to bother you one bit. I mean, hell, you and I'd probably take out personal loans just to be able to do it. Oh shit, I'd I'd love to. <laughs> I know we got a bachelor party coming up. Ain't happening, buddy. No, sorry no. about your luck. <laughs> <laughs> no, I would, I would I'll do a lot much. for you, buddy. I ain't got that type of cash no. if I'm not getting the damn seat. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I don't think we need to do that. Oh boy, can't we have to talk about our buddy Mike Sturgill too? Oh yeah, the tickets are now available for uh, the... which I got to give him a call. Yeah. We got to make sure something happens there. But the uh, uphill semi truck drag races, first time on American soil. Yeah, ever. 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 They do this stuff in Canada and it kicks ass and he's bringing it right here. Oh, to my God. Michigan. Horsepower awesome. junkies, torque junkies. Yeah. This is this is going to be absolutely epic and I can't wait. Bring, bring a change of underwear, not because you're going to shit yourself. Just going to get sticky. Yeah. It, <laughs> this is going to be cool. It's going to be cool on a whole new level. I, I can't wait. Asphalt's in. Yep. It's going to be great. I'm S- concerned that he's not going to have enough space. I don't think so. I mean, we're going to overrun that joint. <laughs> I Onaway Speedway, Northern Michigan. Find it. Yeah. Don't, if you find it, let everybody else know, because most people can't if they're not from Michigan. No. <laughs> Well, he's he's been very active on the promoting side with on Facebook and getting the name out there, and uh, and we'll be get, I'm going to be reaching out to him in the coming weeks. Actually, I'm hoping to have Tony Burkhard on next week to discuss uh, Dirty Hooker Diesel, of course. Yeah, our uh, wonderful main sponsor, and God love the guy. He's taking great care of us, and uh, hopefully, we've done the same for him. But uh, want to get Mike on here? Yeah, let's get talking this. We interviewed him. It's been a couple of months ago now, and he told right us right after time, he bought the speedway. Yeah, he told us at the time that this was something. I don't remember if that was on the record at the time or not. He did tell us about it, um, but I don't remember if he spoke. Yeah, he did. He yes, did. he did. Yeah, he spoke about it on the show. And now that it's now that it's finally uh, going to happen, we should probably get him back on too and promote that. 
Well, speaking of getting on with things, time we get on with our night. Yeah, uh, which means I'm going to save something for next week, potentially. We talked about pussification tonight and some of the bullshit and dummy down. You got down something good. Down. You got something good. Yeah, I got something good. Because next week, we're going to take the other side of the coin, and we're going to talk about fake machismo. Mm. Get ready, folks. Good thing to separate it. Good thing yeah. to separate it. We don't want our signals getting crossed. No. I want to be very, very crystal clear on next week's point. So, And for most of our listeners, M-A-C-H-I-S-O. Uh, that way you can figure out what the fuck he's actually talking about. <laughs> Your big words for a reason, buddy. Remember, we got... I know. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, this will be one for all of you who have ever considered that... Uh, if you've ever lobbed the insult that, oh, you must sit down to pee at somebody, next week's show is aimed right at you, little man. <laughs> With that, my name's Armstead. My name is Posh. Good night. You make your living going up and down the road, and time is money. Would you like to save up from 5 to 25% on fuel, up to 25% more power, with better bottom-end acceleration? You need to get with DieselFreak.com and their truck tuning services. Works for Cummins, Caterpillar, Detroit Diesel, and more. If you want to kick it up another notch, you can get their off-highway tuning for high horsepower. It'll unlock the RPM limiters, twin turbo setups, VGT turbo replacement, EGR valve delete, DPF delete, urea delete, and more, and it all comes with a 30-day warranty. Now only that, they've also moved into the agriculture realm. They'll bring their dyno on site to you. Get a baseline on your tractor, write a custom tune for it, load it up, and show you the difference. Also with a 30-day warranty, save fuel, increase power with performance tuning from DieselFreak.com. For Case IH, Challenger, Claus, Fent, John Deere, Massey, Ferguson, New Holland, Valtra, and more, DieselFreak.com. They can be reached at 989-748-4145. 989-748-4145. Ask for Wade and tell them the bull Radio Network sent you.